happy summer Monday from Philadelphia. You're listening to AKA Pads Audio Audacity Podcast. And this is, this is the only, it's the only one, the only audio-ish, the only audio-ness from your boy over here, the Sketchbook World Champion. That's right. No one works on sketchbooks like me. Follow me on social media if you want me to prove it. It's a beautiful, sunny day in Philadelphia. And this is where we do long-form film conversation. This, right now, this episode, 376, we're going into an absolute deep dive with everything film feature-wise that Netflix has to offer. And the reason for this is because no one has done it. And it, it does upset me. So can I get through that intro real quick? Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're through that intro. So yeah, it's all my people, everyone. It is 90 degrees today in Philadelphia, Pretzel City, Eagles loving, Sixers disappointing, PA. But guess what? There's no place in this round globe spinning through the cosmos, the black ether. There's no place else I'd rather be than be here right now. There's nothing I'd rather be doing than doing this and talking to you about movies. Because movies, like, do, do, do I have to remind everyone? Do I have to keep reminding everyone what the idea, like, what the intent of movies are? <coughs> I mean, there's the intent of the movie. And then there's, like, the intent of the movie business. Movie business, business, money, boom, we're done. Okay, how, how, what's what's the path for that though? Well, you do have to do good things. You have to make good movies. You have to make them on time. You have to release them. You have to deal with uh, actors, actresses, directors, uh, rainstorms, hurricanes. Uh, the the barrier to completion to finishing a movie. It's near impossible. How do we know this? Well, because when you get inspired by movies when you're younger, you try and make a movie. How about this? All right. This it's it just goes the same too for all your novel writers out there, and even fellow podcasters that are uh, getting up in the uh, industry. There's more incomplete than complete. Of nearly every single artistic endeavor, including movies. Now, it could be some people shot one scene, wrote one scene. It doesn't matter. The intent far reaches the capabilities of people. The um, the inspiration though runs deep though. Like you can grow up inspired by movies, and then you you try and channel it. And that's a part of my path is I didn't want this um, knowledge of mine to go to waste. I fucking had to document it. Now, we're we're really it's it's the road to 400 at this point. OK, uh, I'm very tempted to just get through 400 and drop like two episodes a day and just kill myself while I'm you know, drawing Dark Hero, available now on Indiegogo or Try by Fire, 
Available now on Indiegogo or Uzi Susie. Available now on Etsy. You can get info on all these things from akapad.com. You know, like, I, I didn't want this stuff to go to waste. I f- viewed my experience with film as thousands of podcast audio drops. Thousands. And here, here's here's the thing. Yeah, I guess a little bit of a... Uh, look, I'm really big, like, we're tangent here, too. Uh, I'm really big on promoting people who need a roundhouse kick to the face to get their comic done, screenplay done, continue doing their podcast, can continue doing their, their YouTube efforts. I'm really big on doing this. And a part of it is um, I do talk to these people in, in depth. And now I've spent years doing this. And part of that is because um, I want to know their psychology so I can improve my psychology when it comes to production. Even now, as I'm recording this, as I'm talking to you, my 9 to 5 is ticking. Uh, I could be doing 9 to 5 things, like as of right now. But we're doing this because this gets done now. And I feel like I've been on a little bit of a, of a run of taking this podcast for granted. Uh, that ends today because, you know, I have to practice what I preach. Yeah, I've been at a all-time high when it comes to uh, drawing, illustration, um, completing comic book pages, like all-time high, more than in my entire life, okay? I've been doing things with the website I never thought I would get to, but yeah, like we're doing it. The AKA Pad Army is strong, so... Yeah, you know, like, but I do look back, and I'm just, I, I just say, wow, like, I don't do recorded YouTube videos enough. I do too many live streams. I'm not dropping enough podcast episodes. All this stuff, okay? Because I do believe frequency equals um, efi- efficiency, and then when you're efficient, you get better, okay? Uh, you, you, you have to have efficiency first. Now, geniuses, people like Stanley Kubrick. Mozart, <coughs> Hugh Hefner, uh, these people in their mind are project managers at best. Okay, they're defi- to me they're project managers. They're the absolute height of project managers, but they're geniuses, and they see a path. Okay, so in a way they're they're efficient just because they're gifted with a uh, with an insight that no one else really has. Like we like you know you can't use Mozart or Michelangelo as any type of example, Jack Kirby as any type of example, because there's one of them per like ten million people, and then there's the rest of us. So efficiency equals better, and yeah, I just kind of uh, I'm going through like this deep dive. I'm gonna be doing it today because. Uh, the next three days are huge walking days with the nine to five. Um, this might be my biggest walking week ever. So we're going to get to this freaking movie too, by the way, people. The King, Netflix. Um, yeah, so I've been kind of like 
absorbing more and more local podcasts. Some of them I promote on my live streams and and because some of you know the people that make those shows pop on to some of my live streams and stuff to chit chat but i'm always promoting and then the funny thing is though i'm always pushing i really like comparatively speaking like you know like hardly enough people push me because in a way i'm trying to encourage people to produce more because I know what it unlocks within the human spirit. They don't. They don't produce more and they don't promote more because they come from a center. Their center is zero confidence. Okay? They view the like themselves of worth, like of zero self-worth, we'll say. Yeah, maybe not absolute zero. Maybe there's two on the meter. But they have low self-worth. <coughs> so, what do you do? Like, you know, like you have low self-worth. You're not producing because of that. And you're not promoting because of that. And then you're like, you're stuck in this cycle. And then we have this like barrier to completion. Just like the movies. Where a lot of these individuals make obstacles in front of themselves not to complete something and i'm struggling to do that with trial by fire where i'm almost to the point of even my own passion project uh, i'm just almost saying to myself it needs to be in black and white i cannot color this that's tough everyone that's fucking tough that's tough for me that's a tough bridge for me to cross but i think i'm gonna have to do it because things have to get done before they get good. So. Like why isn't there this like influx of masterful content? I don't. I think the the percentage is always there though. Yeah I think there's only so much bandwidth within people to monitor so much. And. We, you know, like we cling to what we're told is good and worthy. And there's a lot that gets lost in the wayside. But, um, you know, like you, you kind of learn something like this, like quick example. Like when you go through the horror boom, the VHS horror boom of, of the 80s, um, like all the ones that have risen to the top, scanners, like so on and so forth. Um, Like these movies rose to the top because they are the best that they're the best but there's like a layer right beneath that of attempts talents executions that are right there and that is what's tragic it's not the garbage okay it's not the people that have no business doing what they're doing it's the people who are right underneath scanners. They're right underneath Halloween. They're right there. And when you try and do a deep dive into their career, <coughs> it's this it's it's absolutely disappointing. And it's sad. Social media social media beats this. It gives you a chance 
to leave a revolving imprint as new platforms and new um, storage capacities and new SEOs, search and engine optimization, okay? New ways to promote yourself, new ways to get discovered, okay? So as long as you're in the fight, you'll eventually eclipse all of that. And that's it because the only other scenario, like, you know, we're talking like even 10 years ago, that scenario was for you to move someplace to live close and within an industry. And you hope that not only do you get cast in a Broadway play working as a waiter, but you hope, you hope against hope that that ball continues to roll down the hill and collect more snow and get more momentum because that's the other part of the equation that's not really discussed are the people who did one and like they're called one and dones why how you know like some of the one and dones are so freaking good and then these people disappear into the night this podcast wants to like say thank you, wants to honor all of it. Okay. And th- this is a little bit of why my only mission statement for AKA Pads Audio Audacity podcast that makes sense, the only one that makes sense, the only mission statement that matters is to do every single movie ever. Period. We're done. So, we got ourselves a good filmmaker here. David McCoy. Probably pronouncing his last name wrong. It's called The King. Uh, Netflix. God damn, everyone's good in this movie. Um, I guess we can say it's loosely based on Shakespeare. Plain B, Brad Pitt. Producer based on Henry Part One, Part Two, Henry the Fifth. It's like Jesus Christ, man. Shakespeare, yeah, like it really goes to show you um, how much of their own lore did the English uh, love about themselves. Um, kind of really makes me jealous that we don't get that today. I mean, like, could you imagine like a Michael Bay? George Washington movie. Wouldn't that be the greatest fucking movie in the history of the world? We got Timothy Chalmut, Joe Edgerton, Edgerton. He's in Bright. He's in that fire movie. Robert Patterson. Th- this is your trifecta. And we got we got other players we've seen in other movies. This is one of those movies that's so well cast that you, (coughs) sorry, I'm still recovering from this uh, virus. The cast for this movie, like, is so fucking tight. It's hard to imagine anyone in any other place throughout this entire movie. Now, we have, like, these king tropes. We have kingdom tropes. We're going to have betrayals. We're going to have... A king die 
so someone can inherit the kingdom. We're going to have a little bit of a cockfight. We're going to have a little bit of a cockfight. Sorry, I just had like a little pop up there. We're going to have a little bit of a cockfight to get that kingship, to get that crown. All tropes, all tropes, all ready to go. But then we have this like moment. And and before I talk about this moment, and this moment had me clapping and cheering by myself while watching this movie. Okay? Now, this is storytelling at its peak this movie because of that has has ingrained itself already in my mind because not only does, does it have this moment that I'm going to touch on soon it has what you want which is kind of like a different depic- depiction a skew a, a director's vision on a medieval night battle you know and we've been getting this ever since Braveheart you know, like Braveheart just set the standard of we build into a crazy, bloody fight where people are just hacking each other. And we try, and every single filmmaker since Mel Gibson has tried to top themselves. Um, Troy, like, still in the vein of Braveheart, like within that window, very close. Uh, Oliver Stone's Alexander the Great, very close. Um, Ridley Scott, Gladiator, miserably failed. Um, but I do love the uh, debris in that fucking movie. That debris in that movie is so freaking cool. But, like, that's what I mean. Like, everyone has a spin. Same with post-Private Ryan. Everyone has a spin. You know, and it's that's the true impact of these movies. Like, you even see it with The Matrix. Like, oh my god, the, um, like, the mockery of some of it, too. Uh, people try and duplicate the Matrix. It's insane. It's insane. But we did get these, like, slow-motion fights out of it that, for some reason, people attribute to Zack Snyder. And, no, he's just adding his flavor to what he saw in the Matrix. Um, very weird, odd, poor take on that opinion. So... We have these, like, you know, almost like film production uh, tropes also. But holy shit, do they work for the movie? I had a Twitter discussion with someone where they, they couldn't understand that the idea of tropes is a storytelling tool and not a uh, detriment to the story because you need tropes because the audience is aware of something. Here's an orange. The guy is squeezing the orange. I, I guess he's making orange juice, right? It gets us through scenes. It connects scenes, okay? It takes some information processing away from us so we can kind of focus on what's important. Now, you know, some movies lean, they go hard into these tropes and some of them back away from it to the point that they're unwatchable. I always wanted to say we're in an age of uh, maybe like every single trope getting challenged, which is why no one likes the Academy Award winning movies anymore. Really could could be it. So this David McCord guy, our director, <coughs> he's got like a, a nice filmography. He's He does a lot of short films, 
which really makes me just want to make a short film playlist of him on YouTube and just watch them all. The movie, the one movie he's made, uh, it's called Hesher, which I completely loved. It's with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, I watched like Hesher and Rocker from Dwight from the Office, like very close to each other at one time. And I love them both. But Hesher is a good effing movie. He also made this other movie in 2014. I sure talked about, spoken about this in in our previous episode, the War Machine episode, 375. He made this other movie movie with Robert Patterson called The Rover that everyone I know says it's freaking great. So I got to see Rover. I really do. The Rover. This guy is talented. He really is. Uh, I believe he is a next level filmmaker. I believe he is, um, pun intended, the next king level filmmaker. Um, I love the idea that I'm able to kind of study someone uh, on back to back episodes here with War Machine and The King. Uh, not common with Netflix, which is, as a studio, one of their um, fallback, it's one of their fail points. Netflix has done a very poor job in building and promoting talent. So, boom. Uh, yeah, like, they promote movies. But, you know, like, the old studio system where, like, they locked in talent. I don't know. I think that works for movies because you got to keep some crews. You got to keep some people. You got to keep some of these groups together. And, you know, like, every third movie is a Casablanca. Okay? Like, when we talk about the old system. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, a little bit. But that's also why, like, every single trope in Hollywood history came out of the uh, 30s and 40s. Well, we'll say 40s and 50s. (coughs) You know, just throw in 20 years there. But no, so Robert Patterson, it's like, he's the French guy, awesome French accent. You hate him from when you first see him. And his demise... Because I, I, I don't want to spoil, you know he's going to get it because you know, you you know England conquers France and that's basically the whole plot of the movie. With some betrayal, which we get at the very end. Yeah, we get some um, we get some uh, retribution on the betrayal before this movie ends, which is also very cool. But like we know, France gets owned in this because we know world history, and. The way that they build up into it, and they it's all through tropes. Like, they make this guy unlikable, okay? His death was crazy to me, and it was a crazy and amazing. And I loved it, and I cheered. I, I just loved seeing it. Boom. Uh, good death, uh, Joel Edgerton's, uh, Edgerton's character. Um yeah, you know, like you don't see him die, but he's found on the battlefield. King David has just this um like moment with the corpse. Uh it just feels real. It feels raw. You know, and again too, we're still in an age of conquering. And it's brutal. And it's not even the most brutal age of that, which is also leading into our next movie. The Outlaw King with Captain James T. Kirk, Chris Pine. Uh, that's our next episode, 377. Uh, I'm going to get that to you right away, people. 
because I, I, I just want to get through 400 because I fucking hate these milestones because um, we're going into the thousands. So rock and roll. I love you and goodbye.